This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. In this growing business world of entrepreneurship, there are important things that people starting their own business can learn from executives that maybe have done that before them. Maynard Webb has put together a book that includes some letters of advice for entrepreneurs on a wide array of topics. Webb has helped found and fund dozens of successful companies. He's also been a part of the growth of companies like Salesforce, eBay, Visa, and others. His book is titled Dear Founder. Letters of Advice for Anyone Who Leads, Manages, or Wants to Start a Business. And it's co-written with uh, Carly Adler, and it's a pleasure to have uh, Maynard on the show with us right now. Maynard, welcome. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. I appreciate being here. No, greatly have you with us. I found this an incredibly entertaining way to put together a book. And, And obviously, when you're trying to reach entrepreneurs in this kind of manner, you want to be able to provide so much information, but the way you present it, it, it is just phenomenal. I want to credit you for that. I think letters really, really do drive this home. Well, I can't take all the credit for that. I have to give that to my son. He uh, He's the one who came up with the idea, and it really resonated, and we just went to work on it. Take take us through that story, because you mentioned it in the uh, in the introduction, and I think it's, enter- it's, it's something that would be uh, very enlightening for the listeners. Sure. Well... Truthfully, we do this, you know, we uh, give advice all day long in the Web Investment Network, and it's a, it's a blast, and we always are trying to figure out how to codify that advice so we can share it more broadly. And my son read an article on a Medium about a father who was dying and had left his son a number of letters to read at different instances in his life. The first time your mom is mad at you, when you have your first date, when you get married when you're going to die. And we just thought that was very similar to what we do in life of, of business and we give advice. And we thought that was just a beautiful way to try to frame what we're doing. So we did it that way. And, and so the the information that you have in the book, all these different examples of things that, that entrepreneurs and business owners should think about, I'm guessing many of them were were things that that you came across in the course of your business life, but maybe probably other suggestions that you got from people as well. Yes, um, we are. We were blessed that we had several of what I call affiliates, people that invest by my side and help our companies uh, suggest letters. And we also have a lot of times that I've been, you know, I've been a startup guy, and I've been a executive, big operating exec, and I serve on board. So I've seen a whole spectrum of things. And most of the letters are from me uh, based on what I have seen and, and trying to give advice on how. The advice may not resonate with uh, an entrepreneur, but I'm just trying to give what I know. And in this day and age, it does feel like you are, to a degree, with this book, trying to help or mentor people kind of go through a lot of these processes. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I've i been so lucky and blessed in my career. At this stage, I really want to keep learning, and I want to keep giving back and helping anybody that um, it's hard, actually, to be successful and create a company from scratch. And it's hard to, when you, when you get lucky and the company does well, it's hard to scale it. So... Uh, and it, people can use help all along the way. I, I want to go through some of these, if you, if you don't mind. No, and whatever. And, and, and obviously, when you're talking about 
an entrepreneur and starting up a company, and we've talked about it on this show, is, is that the rate of success of entrepreneurs is not as high as probably a lot of people would like to see it. And, and no surprise that you start the book talking about getting started and a lot of the things that, that are involved and maybe some of the things that people don't think about when they are thinking about starting up a business. Yes, I, I you know it's, I wrote a I had another book that was called Rebooting Work, um, and so many people think it's great to be a startup, and yet most people will have a much safer career being in a in a business. Um, startups fail more often than they succeed. You have to work really really hard, and you've got to be all in. Um, and so I I kind of push back on folks in the beginning the book to say, are you really wanting to do this? And please check in with your families and, yeah. and uh, you know, make sure you're up for this. But if you're up for it, let's go because there's nothing more fun. And you do touch on in that section of the book, a lot of the key issues that are out there right now, things like culture and, and inclusion uh, right. and, and which and diversity, which are very, very important topics, not only for the Fortune 500 companies, but for these companies, these types of companies as oh. well. Oh, diversity and inclusion, I, I, I needed help, to be honest with you. Um, I'm an old white man, and so yeah. I got help from several of my affiliates run HR organizations at Airbnb, or I'm on the visa board. The head of HR helped me there, the head of eBay's HR organization, and then I went to Stanford and got help from um, the Clayton Institute on what to do. And so uh, those were maybe the hardest letters in the whole book to write on diversity and inclusion. And if you tackle it early, it's so much better than if you wait. And once you get past 50 employees, it's really hard to, to, to do and do it well. One of the interesting sections in that part of the book is uh, when a co-founder isn't pulling isn't pulling their weight, which I, I think probably some businesses have seen over the course of time. Many of them probably have. Uh, I, I think probably a lot of people expect that relationship if it, if it is partners uh, starting a company to be you know all uh, peaches and cream all the time, but it's not. No, it is not, and and often it uh, you know it works. Uh, I'm on the Salesforce board, and Parker and Mark are co-founders and still together after you know 20 plus years. But that's not, and Larry and Sergey still are. But yeah. that's not how it often happens. What about yeah. the what about the financing piece? You talk about that as well. The important things that 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 entrepreneurs should think about surrounding financing your company. Well, my team helped on those letters a lot because they spend almost a, a lot of time on that, and it and it occupies entrepreneurs' minds. Not only how to get the money in the beginning, but when you get the money, you usually have 18 months worth of runway, and so you're gonna you're thinking about your next round and how do I do it? And you're either in a, a moment where everybody loves you too much and is willing to value you higher maybe than you deserve, yeah. or you're Nobody's willing to give you anything, and we're just trying to provide encouragement and advice on how to deal with both of those situations. But you also spent a lot of time in this book talking about management style and, and talking about leadership. And, and how has that changed in your mind over the course of your time working with these various companies? Because It is, uh, it is amazingly different. Yeah. If you think about the paternalistic company that used to exist and where, you know, we're, we're leading with inspiration today a lot more. 
and and uh, it's far better, but it's it's all about helping people achieve their potential. Um, but it, it's more complicated probably than it used to be, and there's certainly more data points of information every day coming from everywhere. It's not just within your company. And, and I'm guessing that t- technology obviously plays, a, 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 I will bring it into this part of the conversation, that in many cases technology uh, benefits a company, but I'm sure there are times where uh, technology also makes it a little bit of a struggle as well. For sure. Um, technology is amazing, but what people do with technology can be good or can be bad. And what I would just say is Today, there are more signals and more noise than ever, um, and so you really need to be able to get rid of the clutter and focus on what matters to grow your business, because you can stay occupied all day long with noise. Right. What about the – you talk about the board of directors in here. Now, a, a lot of entrepreneurs probably don't have to worry about that right at, at the get-go, but at some point, they may have to in, deal with the process of having a board of directors to answer to. I um, it's amazing. Every year we do um, a CEO summit. We have about a couple hundred people spend two days together talking about a lot of the things that are in the in the book. But they always ask for a session on the board, um, and oftentimes they're just trying to figure out how to get the money in from the person who's willing to value them the most. And I'm like, no, uh, the money will go quickly. But the person who got a board seat is going to be there for a long time. So let's make sure we pick that person wisely. And and they're probably the only person in the world that gets to fire you, and that's their biggest job. I was going to ask you, how uh, is that maybe one of the most important decisions that, that you have to make, is picking those right people to be on the board? Uh, picking the right board members and picking the right, you know, yeah. the right co-founder and the right employees in a weird way. It's uh, if an employee doesn't work out, they can leave or you can have them leave. But if a board member doesn't work out, they have uh, a legal right to still be there. So it's much more complicated. Maynard Webb is the author of the book, Dear Founder. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you're not able to get to your phone, you can send us a comment on Twitter, at BizRadio132, or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. What what I also find interesting about this book is, as I mentioned, there's such a variety of topics that you bring in here. And I wonder if you believe that some of these are ones – that really can be overlooked by people in the course of, of building out a business, and they're so you know, busy with so many other touch points that there are elements in here. Like you have a, a piece in here about when to fire an employee for the first time, and, right. that's, probably, well, and that's probably something that a lot of you know, entrepreneurs, business uh, owners don't think about. Well, it was interesting. I wrote that one because one of my CEOs came to see me to say, we have somebody who's really bad that's not performing, but – he has a dog, and that dog is a culture carrier in the company. Oh, I was okay. like, are you kidding me? But <laughs> I was like, fire the person, keep the dog. But I, not really. <laughs> but, but um, I mean, and they, it was like, well, you need to, poor performance has to be addressed, and it will be fine. Um, but it's the, people stress about it, and they don't know how to do it, and so we try to give advice on how to do it with grace and dignity and 
but not step away from it. Well, and it seems like now that that the, the, the setting of the tone for what kind of culture you want to have in a company, it really has, has, it's always been important, but it seems like now because maybe of some of the ways that, that businesses are structured or they think about, you know, the, the, the type of, of culture that they want to have, that that is, a, is an incredibly important piece to the manager, to the C-suite, to whoever it is that's really setting that base. Absolutely. And every employee, every person, you, every customer, everybody's watching what you do which you may not think about when you're just getting started, but they are. Maynard Webb is the author of the book, Dear Founder, Letters of Advice for Anyone Who Leads, Manages, or Wants to Start a Business. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get your phone, you can send us a comment on Twitter, at BizRadio132, or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. You take a big chunk of the book and, and talk specifically about leadership and really the challenges that and that that leaders need to consider as they are moving forth a company. Yes, sir. I, well, I think it was interesting as I wrote this book. So many of these uh, things happened, and then we would like, oh, that's an insight. I should, you know, Carly and I should write a letter on that. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, some of the insights came from my board work or my work in bigger companies, and uh, or from an entrepreneur who is starting to grow. So we have babies that are like one person and we have companies that have gone public. Um, And it's been interesting to see companies as they scale and what they start facing. And they think it's hard to hire when you're trying to get five people. And Mm -hmm. uh, on the board of Salesforce, we're at 30,000 and we're going to add 30,000 in the next four years. So hiring two people seems quaint to them, but it's problematic to uh, an entrepreneur. And so we try to just show a path for how to do everything along the way. To the phones we go in Boston, Massachusetts. Peter is on the line. Peter, go ahead. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. I I wanted to just find out. I've been listening to this conversation and very interested. Um, yeah, I serve on some not-for-profit boards, also serve on some executive governance type, you know, board level kind of governance in different lines of business. And what I find is um, there's not a lot of good resources. I'm wondering if, if uh, your guests would have some comments about this, how to keep your board well-trained, uh, you know, with the best practices, not just, you know, looking into the business, but, you know, their internal processes and how they're functioning. They can get complacent sometimes, and I think that just uh, that kind of takes down the whole effectiveness of governance and just wondering what he thinks about that and what are good yep. resources around it. Maynard? Yes. Uh, thank you for the question and thank you for your interest. Um, first that I would say is uh, a practice that is really good to have, that most boards do is that they ask directors to go get external training on the latest trends and what's going on. For example, cybersecurity has become a much hotter topic. And just this year, I actually attended the Stanford Directors College. Uh, which was three or four days, and I hadn't been for a lot of years. But um, I also think um, having having um, director assessments uh, is a good thing and a good practice because I always wanted, when I was a CEO, to make sure that the person that was giving me the most, that talked the most in the room 
actually was giving me the best advice. And unfortunately, on some boards, it's exactly the opposite, where the person talking the most is, you know, not, not giving you the most input. And I think having assessments uh, where everybody gets to give input on directors and the, and having a board chair that can actually handle situations when someone's not contributing, those are all things that could be very helpful. I think in almost all of this, it's it's just transparency and and candor. And unfortunately, the CEO has to help on some of this uh, and set the tone. Peter, thanks very much for the call again with your comments and questions. You're welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get your phone, you can send us a comment on Twitter, and we'll bring it up on the show in that manner, at BizRadio132, or my Twitter account, which is at Dan Loney, L-O-N-E-Y 21, in Westland, Oregon. Alan is on the line. Alan, go ahead, sir. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. This is a wonderful conversation. Really helpful. Thank you so much. Um, my question is, uh, when you're at the point where you're going to do your first true scale up, and you've got both uh, a technology component and the people asset component, and as the CEO, you've been the driving force for the product and 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 the technology and such. What advice do you have to keep the balance in that initial scaling? Uh, first, I would make sure I know the things that I do that I love to do that are soul food. So if you were the person building the product, and <clears throat> you should be heavily involved in talking to prospects about what's so special. Uh, a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm a builder. I, you know, I'm not the sales person, and I don't necessarily want to do that. But you, you probably have to do more of that in the beginning than you think, and it is so much better when it comes from you than from somebody who didn't build the product. So I would I would stay true to what you love to do, uh, but you still have to have people buy the product at some, some point. And so building that go-to-market muscle is really important over time, but you shouldn't cede that to somebody too quickly. What about the people component with regards to that first scale of the operational mix and the, the, the functional sales mix. Uh, it's such a challenge early on, and you can, you can go too, too big or you can go too narrow. Any thoughts on, on that outside of the obvious doing the math? No, I think, I, I, I think I'd make sure that I, 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 back when I was building technology, I would always try to architect for scale but deploy for what I had today. And I think it's the same thing. You don't want to – you, you want to know that you – well, in the book, I talk about phases. And so when you have an idea, it's really easy to have ideas. But the question is, does anybody really want it, meaning did it get relevant? And so I would not be doing a bunch on hiring salespeople until you know you have relevance, meaning that the world wants what you have. And then – when it's time to scale and you know they want it, that's when you need to bring the Army. Alan, Alan, thanks very much for the call. 844-942-7866 is the number if you would like to join in. A couple more moments with Maynard Webb, who is the author of the book, Dear Founder. Letters of advice for anyone who leads, manages, and wants to start a business, 844-942-7866. Or if you like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at or to Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ross is on the line. Ross, go ahead. 
Oh, he hung up. My my apologies. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, Maynard, it, at the end of this book, you talk uh, about companies that are built to last. What's the most uh, important component you can give somebody out of that? Because I think that's obviously a concern that that a lot of people have, uh, making it not just a, a two, three, or four-year business, but making it whatever it needs to be, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really amazing and and lucky to and you're blessed if you get a company to scale and get it public and then then the issue is how long do we want to exist? And if you have a chance to have a company last across generations, that's incredibly rare and incredibly special on how do you do that? And think about it, and how do you keep it young so it doesn't feel old? Um, and I, I, But I don't think you can think about it too soon because you have to build a company that people want to buy something from. And then uh, all along the way, you have to keep updating how you treat people, how you treat customers, what you believe in, uh, so your values endure all the way through. It's a great book, Maynard. Thank you very much for giving us your time. It really does seem like you had you had a lot of joy in putting this book together. This has been a, this is amazing fun for me. Uh, you know, you get to help people who are trying to change the world. What could be better than that? Well, Maynard, if you, if you do a follow up to this, we look forward to having you back. All right, thank you, and thanks for all the work you do for the world. Thank you, uh, Maynard Webb. Uh, the book again is titled uh, "Dear Founder." Uh, letters of advice for anyone who leads, manages, or wants to start a business. Uh, the book just came out. Uh, it is available in bookstores and online as well. A uh, really good book. Uh, and actually, the forward by uh, Howard Schultz, uh, the executive chairman of Starbucks as well. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.